0: Hallelujah! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. indeed. Alleluia. 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 Please be seated. <coughs> this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. When turning tuning creation to sing God's praise, it is poets like David, like the psalmist, not preachers who do the heavy lifting. I look especially, however, to our final hymn, The Strife Is O'er, reminding us that even as we rejoice, we walk back out into a battle, but the battle is won. The strife is o'er. The battle done. The victory of life is won. The song of triumph has begun. Alleluia. The battle is ours, but the victory is the Lord's. It is God's day. It is God's doing. One hundred percent. This day, the apex of that season we call the Passion Tide, Easter Tide, in which the whole Paschal mystery is brought together. It's God's day, it's God's doing, and only in these conditions may one, must one, exhibit unabashed triumph. The powers of death have done their worst, But Christ their legions hath dispersed. Let shouts of holy joy outburst. Alleluia. And hymns, not harangues, are the order of this day. He closed the yawning gates of hell. The bars from heaven's high portals fell. Let hymns of praise his triumphs tell. Alleluia. On this day, if on no other day. We join our voices in a shout of triumph. The battle continues and unknown to the world. The victory has been won. All shall know in God's good time that Jesus reigns even now. Jesus rules everything. Yet this day starts quietly. It is the first day of the week. Mary Magdalene comes to the tomb. The stone has been rolled away. Looking in, she sees or imagines that the body of Jesus is no longer there. She runs back to Peter and John. They return on the double. John looks in. There is no body to be found. Peter goes in. They both realize that Mary was right. Then they run home. Mary remains. She doesn't know whether to come or to go. She had been planning to anoint the body with spices. The Sabbath is over. She may do it now. It is work. It is grief work for her. But there's no body to anoint. Two angels appear and address her. Woman, why are you weeping? She says to them, they have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. She is distraught. But next, she is talking to Jesus himself, whom she takes for a gardener. Yes, she thinks he is the gardener at dawn on the first day of the week. This is Genesis language. On the first day of Je- creation, he, Jesus, brought order out of chaos and life out of lifelessness. He, the gardener, the one who plants, the one who prunes, The one who separates the wheat from the chaff, the corn from the tares. The one who scatters the seed on good ground and rocky ground. The one who at seed time will water and at harvest will winnow. And now he is living the Paschal mystery. Five parts. Death on Good Friday. Resurrection on Easter Day. A liminal time for grieving. Ascension. And finally, the descent of the Spirit at Pentecost. We think of resurrection and ascension in the same breath. And it's our reading today is pointing to the ascension. We think that that is really all there is. There is so much more. Jesus leaves them with this. Go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. I passed this verse over so many times and failed to see the sheer comfort that that verse gives. My Father and your Father. My God and your God. My Father is your Father too, the Lord says. My God is your God. How often I forget that. Where I am going, you too are going. Powerful words of security. To my father and your father, to my God and your God, and Jesus has said such words before. To the disciples, remember a few nights before. Let not your hearts be troubled. In my father's house are many rooms. I go to prepare a place for you And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. We read this at funerals, of course, which is about as much as any of us see this side of the resurrection. What I am saying is this. Here above all days, we take Jesus at his word. This is all at the end of the day about faith. We fill our sanctuary with flowers and make a garden here. We light candles. We celebrate. But at the end of the day, this above all is beyond what the eye can see and the ear can hear. No one I know has been resurrected, save one. And sacred scripture is, on the topic of such a significant subject, terse. Well, so will I be. And if I go and prepare a place for you, Jesus says, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am you may be also. It's a promise. It's Jesus' promise to us. This is all we've got, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I look forward to it, whether I can see over that horizon or not. I know how often I've tasted the life of the age to come, the life lived here on this earth, this restored creation. I spent years thinking that heaven was all there was. Life at 50,000 feet. (laughs) No wonder it had so little comfort for me. But that's not where the story ends. Thank God. It's a promise. It's Jesus' promise to us. There is so much in this life that is in my power in my power to ask god for his power to carry out and for god for which god seems to wish me to be his hands and feet if i may be so bold so i leave that period of the resurrection the ascension the new creation even to jesus our work is here that's the point i believe but that point leads to this. What to do until the resurrection has everything to do with what we expect to be doing after the resurrection. If we're just being carried gently into the void, we do just as well to wait to bide our time. But if there's more to do on the other side, we could be getting ready for it now. We may be the guests at a heavenly hotel, perhaps. I hope there's more than that. My guess, my prayer, is that we'll be the gardeners of that hotel. Restoring the garden, God's good new creation, and we can start that project now. For now, for this moment, let us bask in the presence, in the promise of our risen Lord. Bask knowing that the life of the resurrection is a life in which we need fear death no more, nor sin, nor sickness, nor sin sickness even, nor our own blindness, obstinacy, and hardness of heart. But it is about so much more than fear. He has given us a spirit of joy and His Holy Spirit to do the work. And there is nothing that he and we together cannot do. Now, today is a baptism day. And baptism, too, is a sign, an effectual sign of that Paschal mystery. Baptism is God's doing. We carry out the work. He changes the heart. One drowns symbolically. One is reborn, one sinks into the waters and rises into the light. And one emerges, signed and sealed if not delivered for that final day of resurrection. Today, Lydia Ray Oberkircher is consigned by her parents and godparents to these waters. And we pray to the day of resurrection. Let us accompany her on her first steps.